Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery, and for those that are new to the show, Coffee with Convery is an intimate, upfront, and personal coffee chat with some of the most amazing, intriguing, and inspiring students and young talent I've met over the years. My guest today is Hannah Fleming, a personal and ambitious fourth-year art student from the University of Waterloo. Hannah, it's so great to see you today. Welcome to the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit more about you? Thanks so much, Brian. And yeah, hi, everyone. Um, just as Brian mentioned, I'm a fourth-year art student from the University of Waterloo, where I'm pursuing a business and legal studies major. I'm in the co-op program at Waterloo, so what that means is that I've completed five co-op placements across my degree, um, four of which were actually at RBC, which is where I met Brian. Um, so yeah, it's so exciting to be here today, and uh, I think that, you know, it's kind of crazy thinking back to when we originally met, and um, now that I get to be featured on this podcast, it's really exciting. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. You were actually one of the first ones that came to mind when I was thinking about this. And the fact that you've had five five opportunities to have placements is amazing. And um, and and I remember meeting you over coffee in person, which you know it's like kind of today uh, catching up and and and. Uh, seeing where things are. So thanks again for being a guest. Um, you know, as we as we kind of get going and, and warming up and feeling comfortable and then ignoring the fact that we're talking on a on a on a live podcast here, <laughs> you know, let's just have fun with this and talk a little bit about um, some kind of get to know you questions. So I often ask the guests, what is your most used emoji? Oh, good question. Um, I think for it's the cloud emoji. I like kind of popping that in into my text messages. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You're the first cloud, the first cloud one we've had so far. So that's awesome. And then uh, if you could eat one food and just one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, that is such a hard question. It's like asking someone to pick their favorite child. Um, <laughs> probably like sushi, I'd say. I love sushi kinds, especially the avocado rolls. So good. Nice sushi. Yeah, I, I, I've missed sushi. I haven't had sushi in such a long time. How about you? You know what? I actually had it um, a couple of weeks ago with my boyfriend. And yeah, it was the first time I'd had it in months. And it was amazing. OK, now you're now I'm going to be going looking for sushi today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is your uh, favorite way to spend a day off? Oh my goodness. Honestly, this might sound kind of boring, but I love just getting a coffee with friends and walking around the city, especially if it's nice, sunny weather. Um, I think that's just like the most enjoyable thing, just getting a coffee and like walking around. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Just getting out, right? And and feeling the sunshine, which now with the spring coming, it's so nice to see and the weather warming up. So hopefully there'll be more of that coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really hope so. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we can even grab a coffee one of these days. <laughs> I'd love to. Yes, absolutely. So another fun sort of question. Do you hit the snooze button or wake up immediately? I used to be a snoozer, but I think within the past like few years, I've kind of transitioned into a wake up immediately sort of person. And I actually really prefer that just because, you know, it's like no procrastinating with getting up. So yeah, I'm I usually just get up and don't look back, but yeah. Awesome. 
So what about um, another interesting uh, conversation about is, uh, what is your favorite word? Oh, that's another hard question. I think probably serendipity. Um, I just love the way that it sounds and the meaning behind the word is really nice. Um, it's just like one of those pretty words, you know? Yeah, it is nice. It sounds nice as well. For sure, so yeah. as you think about it, you know, what really this conversation is to help, you know, other students like yourself and thinking through the journey that you've made through, you know, high school to post-secondary to, to uh, the workplace and internships, co-ops, et cetera. And, you know, as I think back, and I mean, we've, we've had the opportunity to talk multiple times, which I've always found inspiring. And, you know, when I think about your journey, um, is there something like, as far as your transition or something you might want to share with the audience about what you may have learned along the way? Yeah, I mean, I think I should preface this by saying that um, in terms of my transition, um, at least from, you know, high school to university and now into the workforce, I think all the way through, it's been really amazing. I was able to make a lot of friends, um, both during my co-op placements and also at Waterloo and really learn more about myself and what I was interested in. And I guess at the end of the day, find out what my priorities are. Um, you know, I think since, since I said at the beginning, like RBC was where I did about four of my five um, internships or co-op placements. And that provided me with so many amazing learning opportunities, as well as also like a professional network um, and just a ton of great friends, you know. Um, it's so inspiring to meet other people from other schools who are maybe like working in your division or in your platform and just so great to like grab a coffee with them after work um, and, you know, like develop like a relationship with them. And uh, I think, you know, that was really what made my transition so memorable and valuable is just this kind of growing sense of community. Um, you know, I think in terms of what I learned, uh, I learned a lot. And I think one of the main takeaways is that growth isn't always a linear progress, um, especially in terms of like career progression, as you might say. And I mean, yeah. I know this might sound a bit silly coming from me. I'm 22 and I haven't even work entered the, you know, permanent workforce yet. But <laughs> I think just through my co-op experience um, and even just, you know, at school, I really learned throughout my undergrad that sometimes that making a decision which won't immediately propel you forward can be actually better in the long run for um, accomplishing your long-term goal. And it's definitely a tough lesson to learn, especially nowadays where we are so, you know, I don't want to say conditioned, but in a way, yeah, conditioned to really go after that immediate gratification and to do anything and everything that will propel you forward within the immediate future. So, um, yeah, sometimes two step backwards, two steps backwards is always a bit better than one step forward, especially if those two steps backwards will, you know, propel you five steps forward into in like within the long term future. So, yeah, that was probably my main takeaway. That's really, really super insightful and. Uh... It's interesting, right? Because you start off on this journey and think, you know, that linear maybe is, but as you start to experience life and intertwine all the things you've had with, you know, your RBC placements, the people you've met, um, you know, your mind shifts too, right? You learn more, you change your mind, you, you think differently. Um, and that's the whole beauty of having, 
work placements, in addition to your wonderful, you know, schooling experience. Can I ask you a quick question? It made me think too, like you talked about the transition, you know, and the 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 uh, intertwining of school and work, which, you know, fantastic, the amount of opportunities you've had already. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, high school to, to university? And just curious, because I, I, I don't always de- dig deep into this, but I'm curious about your perspective on, you know, picking University of Waterloo or as you were in high school, thinking about what you were going to go into and how you ended up in the, you know, what you're studying today. Um, it, it, how was that transition? Did you, you know, like who influenced you to think or how did you pick the majors? Does it, it's always intriguing to me on, um, you know, some of that support, but then of course, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a person, it's your journey. So how did you, how did you go through that process? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something I've really thought about too deeply before. I'd say that the process or the transition was, um, you know, definitely like it was a big jump because, you know, you're moving away from home, you are meeting all these new people, um, you're in an unfamiliar place, like an unfamiliar city, and you are in a new kind of realm of academics where more is expected of you and where you know, in a way it kind of counts for more, especially if you're planning on pursuing some kind of like, you know, master's or law degree later on, right? So, I mean, I think for me, like, it was, I remember thinking in high school, like, oh my goodness, this is such a big, scary transition. But I think (laughs) I was also very much like ready to kind of get on with my life and, uh, you know, get out of high school in terms of just, you know, choosing my major. um, I think like my parents were pretty, um, were like a big source of help and inspiration for me. They're great in terms of they said, you know what, like go through your first year, take a bunch of classes, see what you like. And at the end, you know, that's when you'll declare. They were pretty strong advocates of me keeping like, you know, the business side of things sure. within my degree because, um, yeah, like there's the kind of the arts and business within my degree. But um, yeah, definitely my parents were helpful with that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, it also helps people to think like, you know, as you're taking your courses in first year, listening to this podcast, you know, you know, thinking bigger picture and what that might mean to you that, that, you know, you can really think wider and and what that might lead to. So thank you. Thank you so much, Hannah, for sharing that. Um, On that note with school, uh, I love to ask the question, uh, what's one thing you think should be taught in school that that isn't? I definitely think that there should be some sort of, you know, financial literacy course, even like a basic accounting course. And I really, you know, I don't think that that's taught in a lot of high schools. I know that there was a basic accounting course at mine, but I mean, again, like it really differs between the public and private sectors. And even if you're in the public sector, it's going to differ based on like, you know, the region in which you go to school. Um, But yeah, like, you know, understanding basic financial statements or ratios, um, and then even more, maybe like complicated information, like tax policies within Ontario or Canada at large, I think that could be really useful for students because, you know, I'm 22 and I still kind of rely on my parents to help me do my taxes, like my dad, especially. And I'm just kind of surprised that like, it's definitely not taught in school unless like you specifically decide, okay, like I want to go into accounting or I want to become like a tax lawyer. 
Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like everyone has to pay their taxes. So right. I think, you know, just any kind of um, it, and it doesn't have to be tax specifically, but just like a course on kind of financial literacy, um, but specifically like basic accounting. I think that would be really good. It, it's so interesting, this topic and and literally I'm a weekend on these podcasts and this this topic continues to come up. And I even think of it of 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 how I even have str struggled my life with financial planning and things like that, just because it wasn't a fundamental thing that was taught. And I too relied on my dad to do my taxes back in the day. Now I rely on my accountant. But um, <laughs> but the the just then you know it prepares you better for life, right? As you're kind of getting out on your own and understanding how to budget and plan and. No, thanks for sharing. And I'm, I'm hopeful too for some of our academic partners and others that might be listening that this would be an interesting one to consider as as we go forward because it's such a uh, a basic uh, skill or, or fundamental skill, but yet um, not really necessarily always front and center in our curriculums. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. No, thank you for that. So. At this part of the show is where I like to get a little bit more personal and just see if you're comfortable maybe sharing just with me and our audience. What's been your biggest challenge in life and how have you uh, worked to overcome that? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> biggest challenge in my life. Okay. Well, I think, you know, looking back, um, when I think about like growing up, um, I was always really shy. Like I was just a shy kid and people would describe me as shy like oh there's Hannah she's shy and you know I think um I kind of like you know really internalized that um description you know because I guess like when someone kind of describes you as that and when enough people start describing you in the same way you're like oh yeah this is this is who I am I am shy and Sorry. because of that I think I kind of you know started struggling sometimes in social situations because I was really owning this um you know, identity of being shy. And it wasn't really until like high school where I was like, well, I don't really actually think that I'm that shy. Like, you know, I don't really think I, there's anything, you know, wrong with me in terms of, you know, social capabilities. And I think just in terms of getting over that challenge, it was more about kind of getting going and fun and, you know, I can talk to people without having to like own this identity and like play the role of being shy for, per se. Um, so in terms of overcoming it, I think it was really making a conscious effort to kind of put myself out there and, you know, go out of my way to talk to people and learn more about them. And yeah, I mean, that's something that I've been doing for a long time and it's, you know, not always something that you, <laughs> that you want to do every single day. Sometimes you have days where you just kind of want to like, you know, not really talk to many people and, you know, just kind of have a, a day by yourself, but um, just, you know, always going out, talking to people, learning about them. It's basically, you know, you're, you're practicing talking to people. And yeah. I think that has been a huge factor in helping me kind of overcome this challenge. It's interesting how, you know, growing up, how you, you heard that, oh, that's Hannah, she's shy. And, how you internalize some of that. And, you know, it's true when you look at things and how um, we as human beings like to label or box or identify, you know, self-identify, well, not self-identify, identify for others 
what we think they are, who they are. And um, I think that's an important lesson too, because listening to your story and knowing you, meeting you later, um, it's funny, I would never describe you as shy, but I, <laughs> I can see, and, I, and that's a good thing. I, I think, um, you know, you, that, that obviously you've come a long way with that and it's something that's still top of mind to bring up today. Uh, but I think it is important to note that, you know, if people, you know, try to label you or tell you to, you're this or that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's up to you to define who you are, right? Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, like people can kind of label you all they want, but I think it's really worth remembering that they don't know you to the same degree that you know yourself. And, um, you know, you can be kind of anything that you want to be as cliche as it sounds. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being shy. If that's kind of like, you know, if you're more introverted, that's totally cool. But, you know, for me, that's just not really what I wanted. And it was really kind of realizing, okay, well, is this actually what I think of myself? Or is this what I think of myself? Because it's what I think other people think of me. Um, and kind of, you know, doing some introspection there, I guess, and really kind of overcoming yeah. it. No, it's super insightful. And I, I think for others to listen to that and hear that, you know, you know, it's okay to break down those, those barriers too, or those labels and, you know, be who you want to be. So thank you for, thanks for going deep on that. And, and, uh, I know sharing challenges and being, you know, authentic, but also sort of vulnerable is not always easy to do, but thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And as we, you talked a little earlier about priorities and, um, you know, it's something I reflect back on and I'd like to ask my guests, you know, if we think about yesterday's dreams aren't always today's realities. Um, I read that recently and I decided to build it into the podcast and you, you talked a little bit, but can you say how maybe some of your priorities have changed over time and, and why have they changed? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think kind of within life, or at least within my life, there have been priorities that have always kind of remained constant. And for me, those priorities are, you know, having great relationships with family, um, you know, kind of giving back to the community in some capacity and also just excelling in school and really taking ownership of your grades and your education and really making it count. Um, but within the past year, especially like with the beginning of the pandemic, um, I've really begun to, I think, prioritize my health a bit more um, and also just my time spent with friends. I think it's so easy just to take both of those things for granted. Um, but, you know, the threat of contracting coronavirus and the ongoing lockdowns, I think, have really made me come to see things or to see these things as being really important. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So those yeah. are the things that have really shifted for me. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's uh, and also for you, you know, at a, at a younger age, you know, I, I remember, you know, being being in my 20s and sort of that point where you're. Uh, well, we didn't have a pandemic back then. So it was also that idea of like, <laughs> you know, you, you you could do anything and there's no risk and this and that. And then now with this, it's uh, puts a different perspective, right? And perspective drives your priorities. So thank you for that sharing. So yeah. yeah, I never actually thought about how a perspective, but no, yeah, you're absolutely right. Another insightful nugget. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's full of them here. That's good. Um, so what... You know, as I think about Hannah and, and yourself and the successes you've had, and, uh, you know, really, the successes you've had are amazing and the experiences you've had already and in such a, a pivotal point in your career and your life. But, you know, what what values do you think describe you as a person and 
how have you seen those values and skills come together to help you and to, uh, yeah, just to enjoy life and to be successful? Um, okay, well, I think, you know, in terms of values, for me, if I were to kind of, you know, think of three values that describe me as a person, it'd probably be openness, optimism, and determination. Um, and, you know, I think that these values have definitely really kind of have developed over time. Um, and I think they've really like helped me to say yes to more things and, you know, to do things that I might've been afraid to do. I still remember, you know, back in, I guess it was 2016 when I, it was like my first time ever applying to co-op jobs on Waterloo's, you know, co-op platform. And I, I saw like the role at RBC that I ended up getting and i remember thinking oh my god like there's no way that i could ever land this but there was a little <laughs> voice inside my head that said you know what like why not like what is the worst that could happen they reject you um and you know it was that little voice that little <laughs> voice of openness optimism and determination that made me think you know what yeah why not like what's the worst that could happen and it was from there that i actually you know like applied and then did the interview and um, then was able to actually like do the job. And, you know, it was a, it was a, definitely a scary time because, you know, it's your first co-op placement. You want to make sure that, you know, you're working hard, that everyone likes you, that you're leaving a good impression. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, times during that process where you're constantly doubting yourself. Sure. So having this openness and optimism and self-confidence and determination, you know, always kind of thinking no matter how many times I fail, I'm going to get back up onto the horse and give it my best shot again. I think that's really kind of helped me in terms of just going after the things that I really want. And sometimes doing that will, will lead to success in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. And it's those times when we fall off the horse that we probably learn the most, right? As far as those lessons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, you know, just again, like, even if you do fall off the horse, the lessons that you learn aren't just applicable to that one time you fall off the horse. They're applicable to all the other times when you go and chase after something that you want. You know, it's not like we have to kind okay. of context you know contextualize these lessons and kind of like on a on a per um i don't know like on a per uh opportunity basis right you can apply them yeah. to so many other facets of life so that's a great great lesson too like taking those moments with you uh so this week uh special focus for for i guess the world um and for each of us as individuals is international women's day which was monday and so I purposely wanted to feature through the podcast uh, a number of young women who have inspired me as well in, in uh, their journeys and who they are. And I wanted to hear from your side, um, curious as to what does International Women's Day mean to you, uh, Hannah? Oh, such a great question. Um, I think for me, International Women's Day is really all about female empowerment and lifting each other up. I think it's a day to kind of formally recognize and celebrate um, all of the achievements that have been accomplished by women and basically to give each other kind of a pat on the back and to look at how far we've come. You know, 
I think it's also not only about looking back at everything that's been accomplished by women, but also really looking optimistically to the future. Um, and at the end of the day, too, just looking around you and thanking the women who have had the biggest positive influence on your life. I think that's to sum up. That's what International Women's Day means to me. <laughs> Very impressive, and uh, yeah, it, empowerment huge, lifting each other up. Uh, you know, on, honestly, uh, I think if you look at these days or these moments in time, and it's something that we all need to think about. And as an ally for for women, and I, I myself gave my mom and sister a call on this one, and you know, told them how much they meant to me. I think it's important to recognize strong women and and even women and I heard recently that maybe aren't so strong or maybe are struggling um as well right like how do we help those that that are looking for uh help and and need some some support and and being themselves and and being successful so um thank you for sharing that i i had one really quick maybe i'm thinking about or as we're wrapping this up is um you know sometimes i do ask this but i just thought about it was you know if Thinking about our audience and the students and folks that are listening in, um, you know, some of them which are your peers. Um, is there any advice or thoughts that you want to leave them with before we wrap up? Um, anything that you would point out to to something like, uh, you know, maybe, you know, thinking back to when you first entered uh, University of Waterloo, or what should students be thinking as they're about to <laughs> start applying to roles and 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 going forward? Is there any advice or or anything you could share with them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, definitely think long term. I think it's important to have a plan. Um, but with that being said, you know, make sure that what you're doing, you're happy with. And, you know, you're not doing it to make sure that mom and dad are happy or make sure that you look good in front of your friends, but you're doing it because you want to do it. And with that, I think it's also important to say, go after what you want. Don't let it scare you away. You're allowed to have really big dreams and aspirations. And, you know, even though they are intimidating, that's okay. You know, nothing, nothing good ever really comes easy, as cliche as the saying goes. So, you know, yeah. don't let big dreams scare you off because when, where there's a will, there's a way. And you know what? Like, you're capable of everything that you want to achieve. Wow. You know what? I couldn't think of a better person to wrap International Women's Week with, as this will be airing oh. on Friday. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so inspiring. And uh, I think just closing out with the wisdom that you just shared is, is fantastic. Um, and so thank you so much for joining me. And and closing out such an important week um, and uh, and sharing your insights. Really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Brian. This was such um, a fun like chat. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is my first podcast, so I was super nervous, but I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, see that you can do a podcast. So can others. So don't don't be too shy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Thanks again. Uh, for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. We'll continue to talk to many young women in inspiring journeys and other students and others as we go forward. This has been Coffee with Convery, and until next time, please stay well. Thank you.